Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I met Andrew Calhoun on Facebook, mostly noticeable and revered for an incredible wealth of puns and plays on words. But as deep as was his punnery, his folk music riches are even deeper and higher. With beautiful guitar and incredible channeling of folk spirit in his songs, Andrew transports us to other places and personas where we have never been. Our depth of discussion today means we'll have some bonus excerpts and an uncut version on the northernspiritradio.org website. Check them out. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance today. As Andrew Calhoun joins us from just outside of Chicago, Illinois, via Zoom. Andrew, so pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Happy to be here. Were you busy this morning out busking? No. The first busking of the season is Saturday at the Wheaton French Market. I'll be out there. I was actually taping YouTubes this morning. <laughs> Scottish piece by Robert Burns called Logan Braze, which is his anti-war piece. It seems relevant at the moment. Yeah, I've been putting up YouTubes a lot. Did you get that influence, that kind of poetry influence? Is that primarily from your mother? It's from both of my parents, but I think more actively from my mother. My parents had uh, Songs of Robert Burns by Ewan McCall, Folkways LP in the house, and my father listened to a lot of classical music, and then there was an equal number of folk records, Kingston Trio and Paul Robeson, and I just gravitated to that stuff always. Well, they must have been collecting them right at the time when they were the hottest, you know, the late 50s, early 60s, that folk wave that came over the nation. Was that equally true for them when you're in New England as when you moved to Illinois? I actually lived in New Jersey. My parents were from Connecticut. My father was teaching philosophy at Colgate University when I was born. So we were living in Hamilton, New York, and then he uh, got a job with Bell Labs, and we moved to Long Branch, New Jersey, on the coast about 50 miles south of New York. Then when I was 10, he was transferred out here, Naperville, Illinois. So we moved here to Glen Ellen, and I find myself back in this town helping to take care of my dad. But my, my mother went on discovering, you know, she brought home Leonard Cohen records and Bob Dylan, and then she read a blurb in the Sun-Times about a mailman who wrote his own songs. <laughs> and my parents went down to hear this man and went the next week this is 1970, took my sister, and the next week they went, took me. We went every weekend for a year, and that was John Prine. So, yeah, I think my mother brought a lot of music into the house. She sang off pitch, and my father couldn't tap a rhythm, but they loved music. It says in the autobiography that you have on your website that you started writing songs oh, real early, age 13, and you started performing at coffee houses. Was your mother extremely permissive? We grew up in an age where it was very different. Helicopter moms, I don't know if they existed back then. I was actually 12 when I wrote my first song. Was she permissive? She was very supportive of the music. She told me never to drink on stage. I wasn't permissive in that way. 
She was kind of, <laughs> kind of a mix of, you know, bohemian and Victorian. I, I can't really explain my mother to people. She had a lot of rage raised by a woman who was, by all reports, uh, psychologically sadistic. So she had all kinds of issues. But she was an incredible teacher, very creative, loved to read, loved uh, words, huge love of literature and words, my mother. So I got a lot from her. You've got a long history of producing LPs. Uh, Andrew Calhoun has, I think, three LPs, three tapes that you produce, 12 CDs so far. And on your website, I saw 11 CDs that are for sale. And some of these you did with other people as well. I was married to Cat Eggleston. We did two cassette albums. We were playing the Renaissance Fair. And the second one, Andrew Bird plays violin on. He was very young and just playing the, that festival, and we, we grabbed him to play on our tape. Well, I've interviewed Cat previously, uh, several years ago. So what kind of songs did you do together? We did English, Scottish, Irish folk songs, and she, you know, she played hammer dulcimer. She's a great hammer dulcimer player. But, you know, I mean, where else can you play old Scottish ballads and fit in? Uh, I really <laughs> like working at the Renaissance Fair a lot. You're out there in the heat working long days, and I'm a night owl, so, you know, you have to get up at 7 and drive up for this morning meeting at 8, you know, and then the thing would open at 9 or 9.15. I'd always try to go to bed early, you know, and then I couldn't get to sleep at all. So I'd get to sleep about 3 a.m. and get up at 7. And you're working in heat out there all day for the general public, and it was a great education. I actually had two sort of initiations into singing folk songs which is not really my first gift. My first gift was uh, writing the songs since about age 12. They just come in from this other dimension, and I'd write them down, and it's just this amazing experience. But learning to sing folk songs, I mean, it's no small thing because, well, you might start singing them and think they're cool. You know, I thought they were cool. I loved them. But you have to get a sense of who made them and where they come from in order to really sing them well. And uh, at the Ren Fair, I was singing... Uh, a song I'd grown up with on an album of Ewan McCall and Peggy Seeger called Classic Scots Ballads. And the song is called I Loved Alas. It's a very pretty song with this mysterious verse in it. And I was singing it and I got this sense that it wasn't an old song. It was my story I was singing. I was able to sing it as if it was my own story. And that was my first clue. But the bigger one was about several years later, they had one stage at the fair where it was sort of acoustically set up where you could do intimate lyrical things and be heard and people could come and sit down and you weren't in a huge field just screaming to entertain people in some clownish way. So I was singing a Scots ballad called The Devil's Questions and uh, I shut my eyes and I kind of went into this trance and I realized that I was not a modern person singing an old song. I was just the same as the old women who'd sung this for generations and it was collected from them and I was one of them. I was kind of in this trance and three quarters of the way through the song I looked up and there were a dozen people sitting on benches and all of them had their eyes closed. We'd all gone into this place together. Yeah, and since cool. then, I've been able to sing a lot of old songs, most of the ones that I want to. I've been able to find my way into them because... Uh, we don't have enough sense of ancestor connection, I think, in our society. And I think folk songs provide a very strong sense of that. Yeah, our society is so much, oh, that's so five minutes ago. And yeah. <laughs> as if five minutes of, ago wasn't valuable. Well, all the indigenous religions have this 
way, I call it ancestor worship, which I think is a, a misnomer and kind of insulting. It's just connection. It's this sense of connection to the people who came before and gratitude to them. Those things are strong. And I think, you know, folk songs, when they're done right, carry that energy. Maybe we could play one of these ballads, which is Thomas the Rhymer. So this is a very old song. Thomas of Ursel Dune, which is now called Earlston. It's the Scottish Borders. And this fellow was the Scottish Nostradamus, foretold the death of the king. Actually, the phrase, a mighty wind, is from his prophecy, because he said, there will be a mighty wind fell tomorrow in Scotland. And the next day, the weather was good, and people thought, oh, this guy's an idiot. And then the king died that day. So uh, his prophecies were followed for generations. But this is a, it's the folk ballad, and it's got elements of Christian and pagan mythologies that hold up beautifully. And Thomas is uh, seduced by the Queen of Elfland Land and taken on this trip, and she tells him he's got to keep his mouth shut. And she tells him when not to eat and so on. And he never breaks faith with her. And at the end of this journey, which is seven years, she gives him his gift of prophecy. It's, uh, I think it's a very beautiful piece. And what's a rhymer? A rhymer is a poet, one who rhymes. Oh, okay. I wasn't quite sure. You called it by another name when I first talked to you, uh, something uh, Thomas. Well, it's called True Thomas often. It's called True Thomas. There's different names and many different versions of these ballads. I put this together from various collected versions, including its history and poetry of the Scottish borders. And he had quoted a couple of verses which he thinks Thomas the Rhymer actually wrote, and I used those to open the song. They needed translating. I spent five years. I've done two full projects of Scott's Ballads. One in 2004 is called Telfer's Cows. And then I did one about the borders, the Anglo-Scottish border, particularly 15th and 16th century raiding songs. This is, uh, precedes those, and it's, it's got a more peaceful feeling. But a lot of those ballads, that album's called Rhymer's Tower. It's a double CD. It took me five years to make it. One of the songs is like 23 minutes long. It's about keeping your word. That's pretty much what you have in this world, especially if you live in a violent border area where neither the Scottish king nor the English king cared enough to maintain rule because it was so chaotic. So it was an interesting time, and I think it's a reflection of the, some of the times we're living through now. The song is Thomas the Rhymer. The artist performing this traditional ballad is Andrew Calhoun. As Thomas lay by Huntley Bank, he heard the thrush and the woodlark sing. He heard the jay and the thistle cock. Till all the wood about did ring T'was in a merry morning May As in a pasture lonely He was aware of a lady bright Come riding down by the island tree Her shirt was of the grass-green silk Mantle of the velvet fine At every lock of her horse's mane Hung fifty silver bells and nine Thomas arose and doffed his hat And bowed him low down to his knee 
All hail, thou mighty Queen of Heaven, for your peer on earth I ne'er did see. Leave off such words, Thomas, she says, that name does not belong to me. I am but the queen of a strange land, come out a hunting as you can see. Oh, harp and carp, Thomas, she says, oh, harp and carp, and go with me. It'll be seven years, Thomas, and a day Do you see a man or a woman in your own country? Oh, harp and carp, Thomas, she says Oh, harp and carp along with me And if you dare to kiss my lips Sure of your body I shall be Betide me will, betide me woe That fable shall not frighten me And he has kissed her rosy lips All underneath the island tree Since you have kissed my lips, she says Now, Thomas, you must go with me Follow me for seven years Through weal or woe as chance may be Oh, she rode on and Thomas ran Until they came to yon clear stream He's casted off his cobbled shoes And waded the water up to the knee she rode on and Thomas ran Until they came into the garden green He put his hand up to pull the fruit For hunger he was like to swoon Hold back your hand, Thomas, she says Hold back your hand, that must not be it was all that cursed fruit of thine Beggared man and woman in your country But I have a loaf and a draught of wine Ye may sit and dine with me And lay your head down in my lap And I will show thee wonders three See you not yon narrow road so thick beset with thorns and briars That is the path of righteousness, though after it but few inquires And see you not that broad, broad road which lies across yon lily leaven that is the path of wickedness Though some call it the road to heaven And see you not yon bonny road Which winds about the ferny brow That is the road to Elfland land Where you and I this night must go Thomas, you must hold your tongue, for 
whatever you may hear or see If you speak to any in Elfland land You'll never get back to your own country She's mounted on her milk-white steed And she drew Thomas up behind And every time that his bridle rang Her steed flew swifter than the wind Oh, they rode on and farther on They waded through rivers above the knee And they saw neither sun nor moon But they heard the sighing of the sea And they came on to a castle hall Where all was feasting and minstrelsy And many there spoke unto Thomas But not one word to any spoke he Oh, they rode on and farther on And the steed went swifter than the wind Until they came to a desert wide And living land was left behind In a dark, dark night with no starlight They waded through red blood to the knee For all the blood that is shed on earth Runs through the springs of that country Oh, they rode on and farther on They heard the soughing of the flood At last he said, full woe is me Almost I die for want of food Far out in yonder mountain grey Thomas my falcon builds a nest A falcon is an eagle's prey Henceforth in no place may he rest At last they came to a garden green She pulled an apple from a tree Says, take this for thy wages, Thomas It will give the tongue that cannot lie Farewell, true Thomas, I wend my way I may no longer stand with thee For even unto the world's end You'll never be betrayed by me She left him by the iron tree All underneath that greenwood spray On Huntley Bank so merry to be Where birds do sing both night and day Folks, we've got some deep folk culture with us here today for Song of the Soul. Andrew Calhoun is our guest, and that song was Thomas the Rhymer, a double CD collection, Rhymer's Tower, Ballads of the Anglo-Scottish Border, is its origin, although the song, of course, is in the poetry. I think probably it was conveyed both ways in the past, right? Sometimes sung, sometimes spoken? Good question. I think they were more often sung. 
but some ballots collected by child were taken down from recitation. So I think it would be both. Oral tradition, people use it, the term folk process, in kind of a cheap way now. But these people didn't write things down. So if you had a song in your family and kept it by heart, that's powerful. You know, it's a family treasure. It's your history. I think these days there's this impulse to, quote, make it your own. And so many times you see, you know, maybe a song by John Prine that's perfectly written and someone has to change a word because they're making it their own and they very rarely improve it. So It's hard to improve on John Prine. Yeah, the whole process cuts both ways, you know. But I want to say one more thing about that. And that is, in, in terms of my own songs... Like, I might write a song and, you know, not sing it for a few years, and I pick it up again, and there's two lines I can't remember. They're inevitably the weakest lines. They're the ones that need to be changed. So I think when you have a genuine oral tradition, that's how it works. You remember the important stuff, and the things that are ephemeral fall away. I think that's what's so great about, about those old ballads. You mentioned at one point on this autobiography on your site, in this long list, which includes people like Joni Mitchell, Leo Kotke, uh, Leonard Cohen, all this, Martin McCarthy, you said, remains your favorite living musician. Tell me about Martin, because I don't know him. And somehow, you know, I've been doing this program since 2005. I've been involved in folk music many decades before that. Tell me about Martin. Martin's an English singer, guitarist. He was in a famous group called Steel Ice Band for a while, and he sung with the Watersons, his wife and daughter, as Watterson Carthy. He's a stunning guitarist. It's so interesting how this goes back and forth, because he actually developed his style with his driving bass from listening to Big Bill Brunzi. So some of those English guitarists, folk baroque, they were listening to Elizabeth Cotton and Bill Brunzi and people like that. I kind of learned to work on ballads from him, because he's very respectful, but he's also... You know, if there isn't a tune to a lyric, he'll find one. He'll find another tune and apply it. I learned, like, if I had a ballad, I'd like to look in child for ballads on a similar theme that might have a tune that would go with them, things like that. But the thing about Martin, he deals with the problem of evil, and he'll just do songs about terribly difficult situations, ballads. I mean, he won't hit you over the head all night, but there'll be one. And he doesn't apologize. He doesn't say, oh, I'm going to lighten things up now. He just treats it as if this is part of reality. Let's take a look at it. There's this shamanic light just shining through the man. Is that true then for Andrew Calhoun in the same way? On the website, again, you say you mainly you've been busking doing this. You don't need to be in the center stage at the biggest theater? Well, no one's offering me that. <laughs> I've had a few big shows. I haven't done enough of them to get used to it. So there's this sort of adrenaline rush, and it's almost like you're not there. I like house concerts. I like small rooms. I like to see people's faces. So, yeah, I mean, I played the Chicago Folk Fest. I played for 5,000 people. But my favorite experiences are small rooms and what a place you can get people to. Sometimes it takes a set and a half get to a place of trust and people's faces open up and it's good. Well, let's get some of the music to the Song of the Soul listeners we have here today. What do you want to share next, Andrew? This is a song called Journey. Thomas the Rhymer was about a journey. This is about a, a different kind of a journey. I wrote this for a woman. I had just met her and we talked on the phone and she had a small child, but her child's father had jumped off a cliff a year after she was born. And... She was dealing with all of this. The song is about the arc of healing from trauma and how 
Things that happen to you in childhood tend to come back and hit you again when you're an adult, when you maybe have some tools and some vocabulary to start looking at them in a different way. It's a healing song, and it's uh, my favorite that I've written. The Stone Wheel and the Water Wheel. The Stone Wheel represents your know, responsibilities, your bills, things you have to do, things that drive you. And the Water Wheel is the creative self that drives your spirit, keeps you alive when you are maybe not feeling that great. So, this journey. Sparks fly wild and the stone wheel spins And the water wheel sings And the sun raised high like a mighty club Said, where are you hiding? Why are you hiding? In a lonely cellar where nobody hollers I hide among these silver dollars Born at the birth of prejudice the words of Jesus to the tune of Judas Raised in a cemetery fed on dog meat Came to grow an herb garden underneath the backseat And I came to love an odd boy underneath the porch steps Came to love him more and more Sparks fly wild and the stone wheel sings And the water wheel spins And the sun raised high like a mighty club Said, where are you hiding? Why are you hiding? Pierced with ice by a sweet song sparrow Dizzy with loss Terror to the marrow What world is this where I wake walking? Falling in and deaf men talking Trying to wring one tear out proper Trying to sing one note out sober My body still, my mind will roam Longing swiftly, looking for a hole Sparks fly wild and the stone wheel sings And the water wheel spins And the sun raised high like a mighty club Said, where are you hiding? Why are you hiding? The part of me you love so much Part of me you cannot touch The part that winnows weak from wrong The part that knows it all along Though I'm hiding here, I'm free The journey has not lessened me through winter's purifying cold I'll rise in spring If part is whole 
Sparks fly wild in the stone spins And the water wheel sings With the sun raised high Oh my love It's here that I'm hiding Here I'm hiding The song is Journey. The artist is Andrew Calhoun. The album is Phoenix Envy. And this show is Song of the Soul on Northern Spirit Radio. A song of about healing, the road to healing. It is a journey, not a final destination. Right. A lot of people lose the distinction. They think the switches are on or off. I think people run out of patience sometimes with how long it might take somebody I guess that's part of the message I'd want people to get from that song is that sometimes you need to have a lot of patience with people because you can't... I had a very good therapist when I was in my late 20s. I was fortunate to find one. I said I felt like I should make a decision, and she said, do you have an answer yet? <laughs> I said no, and she said you're asking a lot of yourself to make a decision when you don't have an answer yet. I relate to the journey in many ways, of course, but one of the things that still astounds me, my mom died when I was nine years old. She was drunk driving, died. And I remember the first time I cried about it was about six months after. Mm-hmm. What took me six months for that to land? What did it mean to me? I still feel like that's the thing I don't have an answer to. Mm. Shock. That's recognizable. Well, let's do share some more of your music right away with our Song of the Soul listeners. Where should we go next on our journey? Let's do a come and go with me. This has got a story, too. I'll, I'll tell it after the song. Okay, then we're going to dive in right away. Come and go with me. Traditional song from Andrew Calhoun's recording, Bound to Go. Old Satan is a busy old man. He rolls stones in my way. Master Jesus is my bosom friend He roll him out of my way Oh, come and go with me Oh, come and go with me Oh, come and go with me Walking in the heaven I roam I did not come here myself, my Lord. It was my Lord who brought me here. And I really do believe I'm a child of God, walking in the heaven I roam. Oh, come and go with me. Oh, come and go with me. Oh, come and go with me, walking in the heaven I roam. Andrew Calhoun shares that traditional song phrase that, that hits me specifically is, I did not come here myself, my Lord. It was my Lord who brought me here. And I really do believe I'm a child of God walking in the heaven I roam. That's what captured me. When did it capture you? How did it capture you? 
Well, my mother died in 2006, and she'd had a progressive brain illness called progressive supranuclear palsy and wasn't able to walk or speak in her last year. And hospice came and told us she was going to die. My brother and sister flew in, and I'd been picking people up at the airport and making food. And it was, we thought she had a couple days. And it was eight in the evening. I was about to take a nap. I, I was tired. My sister asked me to sing a song, Dave Carter's song, Mother I Climbed. And I poured myself a shot of whiskey, and I sat down, and I sang the song. And I realized I had a, a voice. I had a singing voice. I wasn't tired. I was tense. And I, I kept singing. I sang for five hours straight. It was my mother's last concert. So we sang songs she loved. And, and then I sang songs that she'd sung to us when we were kids. You know, I gave my love a cherry. So we were singing together to my mother. And this turned out to be her last night because she died at 7 the next morning. And I sang Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, and I sang All God's Children Got Shoes, which I always thought was a cool song and didn't really get, you know, until that moment, because the song is made for that moment. You know, my mother loved to walk, so we're singing, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to put on my shoes, I'm going to walk all over God's heaven. I thought, well, where, what is heaven but the sky, and where else would you go? And I had this palpable sense of people who embraced death, that were not trying to fend it off or triumph over it in the Western tradition. You know, the week after my mother died, I, I was discussing the spirituals with my brother, and uh, he sang me one I'd never heard, and I ordered a book of spirituals off. My mother had been active in the civil rights movement. She was in core. She was yelling, Jim Crow must go on soundtracks in the 50s in Chicago, and she was still tutoring kids in the inner city till she got too sick to drive. So this all came from her and is in tribute to her, the Bound to Go project. But I, I ordered a book, and then, you know, Amazon says, if you like that, you'll like this, and usually it's something you haven't the least bit interested in. But this was Slave Songs of the United States from 1867. What the heck is this, you know? So I ordered this book, and um, I was out on Matinicus Island with my father, who had been taking care of my mother for six years. There's a cottage out there that's been in my family since 1935. And we were out there, and he allowed himself to get sick for the first time in six years. So he had this bad cold, and I'm bringing him tea. And I'm going through this book, and I start sounding out these songs. And I come across this come and go with me, which is a complete theology in two verses. And, and this book just, we were just amazed. I'd only ever heard four songs out of this book. And there's 135 songs in there. Things like Come and Go With Me is in a very odd scale. It's an African scale. And so I didn't know enough, so I got deeply into research on African-American history and music, and I ordered, I got many more out-of-print books of spirituals. And I went to Charleston, South Carolina. I met the great Gullah artist, painter, Jonathan Green, who allowed us to use one of his paintings on the cover. And he introduced me to some people in Charleston and I went to the Avery Center and was able to copy some rare books of spirituals. So yeah, that all came from my mother. It was a gift from my mother for after she died. You know, folk music is it's beginning to reintegrate folk and country. But American music, the greatness of it, comes from the interaction of blacks and whites. And this interaction tended to be segregated by commercial interests, the record labels. But if you look at the Carter family, they hung out with Leslie Riddle, who was a black man who taught Mother Maybelle Carter her distinctive guitar style, went on collecting trips with A.P. Carter, 
They collected from black and white families all of these folk songs, which were then copyrighted by the publisher Ralph Peer and A.P. Carter. And no one knows where they came from, and people think the roots of country music are all white, and they're not. They're equally white and black. Every roots think Hank Williams was mentored by T-Tot on the streets of Birmingham, Alabama. He said he taught me everything I know about music. Just endless stories. Bill Monroe was a kid with bad eyesight, kind of a social misfit. And uh, Arnold Schultz, who was legendary but never recorded, played fiddle, piano, guitar. They would play gigs together, which you wouldn't think of in the Jim Crow South. Played gigs together. And he said he taught me my blues licks, but he was stronger with it, said Bill Monroe, who did give him credit. And he got that high, lonesome bluegrass sound from listening to African-American field hollers. On and on. So there's this interaction back and forth kind of like Bill Brunsey influencing Martin Carthy and so on. But, you know, the folk scene, is it became all white, and I don't know why that happened. I really don't understand why that happened, because if you look at the Newport Folk Festival when Dylan, you know, offended everybody going electric, yeah, like a third of the audience was black. And then things went, things just went in the wrong direction. But they're coming back around, and there's artists like Valerie June, who I'm going to go here in, uh, in a couple of weeks at the Old Town School from you know, Eastern Tennessee, just deep roots, just a fabulous artist. And uh, Alison Russell, also a great songwriter, enormous courage. Yeah, things are starting to reintegrate. A bound ago, I was um, I had to work hard to find some black singers to, to be part of the project. It's an integrated project with 18 musicians. And uh, we should play the, the title song off there, Bound to Go. This also was in Slave Songs of the United States. The verse is about... I picked the berries and I sucked the juice, sweeter than the honeycomb. That's an image for religious conversion. So in the Sea Islands, there's another song in, in slave songs called Religion So Sweet. Religion was sweet. It was joyful. It was ecstatic. It was not something you're supposed to do on Sunday. That's in the song. It was also a rowing song, and it's in there in slave songs right next to Michael Hall, The Boat Ashore, which is quite well known. I think Bound to Go is a equally great song. Here it's done with the group. So, folks, let's go. March on members, Bound to Go. Been to the ferry, Bound to Go. Anyway, the song is Bound to Go, performed here by Andrew Calhoun. Build my house upon the rock. Oh, yes, Lord. No wind nor storm can blow him down. Oh, yes, Lord. March on in the Bound to go. In the ferry. Bound to go. Left St. Helena. Bound to go. Bid him farewell. Build my house on a shifting sand. Oh, yes, Lord. The first wind come, blow him down. Oh, yes, Lord. March on member Bound to go Been to the ferry Bound to go Left St. Helena Bound to go Been on ferry world I am not like the foolish man Oh, yes, Lord He built his house upon the sand Oh, yes, Lord March on member Bound to go Been to the ferry Bound to go Left St. Helena Bound to go Been on ferry
left St. Helena Bound to go Bid them anywhere I picked the berries and I sucked the juice Oh yes, Lord Sweeter than a honeycomb Oh yes, Lord March on them in the ferry Bound to go Left St. Helena Bound to go Bid them fare I took them brother two by two Oh, oh yes Lord. Lord I took them sister three by three Oh, oh yes Lord. Lord March on them Bound to go, been to the ferry. Bound to go, left St. Helena. Bound to go, bid them farewell. Oh, march on them. Bound to go, been to the ferry. Bound to go, left St. Helena. Bound to go, bid them farewell. I'm grateful, folks, that you chose to join us today for Song of the Soul. That song was Bound to Go, performed by Andrew Calhoun. It's one of those slave songs of the United States. It goes way back, deep roots. I want to talk to Andrew about that a little bit more, about going to the roots of these things. But first, I want to remind you, Song of the Soul is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org. Since 2005, we've been producing these programs and Spirit in Action programs all available on the website, also a place for you to link to our guests. So you want to go to andrewcalhoun.com, if that's a challenge for you to spell that out. And the link is on northernspiritradio.org. Follow the links to our guests these past years. Uh, we've already mentioned Kat Eggleston, who he performed with for five years. Many other people. Dave Carter. He hasn't been on because he died before I started the program. But Tracy Grammer has been on our show as well. There's all of that on northernspiritradio.org. Also on the site, you can post comments on this interview. Please do that. There's a place to donate. That's how you support Northern Spirit Radio. It's not the government. It's not corporations. It's you, the listener, making it possible. So, in effect, Andrew, I'm busking right here for our audience. Yeah. (laughs) And the bucket is found on northernspiritradio.org. Also, please support local community radio stations. There's some 42 stations across the U.S. carrying Northern Spirit Radio programs. They want to hear from you. They want your support, your help. Maybe you've got a program or a guest or something to suggest. It's from the bottom up type of news and music on community radio. So please, they're so invaluable, especially in a world that's so top down and so controlled by commercial interests. Your alternative is community radio. Please follow up with them. Support them. And remember again to go to andrewcalhoun.com. There's uh, one or two things I wanted to talk to you about before we go on to another song. One of them is you talked about so many of the songs that you wrote coming from another dimension. And one of the things you mentioned in your autobiography is your dad reading Bible to you for two hours, teaching you about Bible for two hours on Sunday mornings. Clearly, there's some kind of a connection with all of this spirituality, these visions of the other world. Where does Andrew Calhoun sit in that now in this his 64th year on the planet? Oh, I'm as mystified as ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try to 
I like the word religion. People want to replace it with spirituality and say, oh, religion is corrupt or controlling, and I just, uh, I'm not ready to give up the word. I know a lot of people have bad experiences with organized religion, but I think natural religion is something that people need, and I don't think it's about dogma. I think it's about experience and connection and participation and a sense of mystery and awe, those things. And I think dogma and rules get in the way of those things. And I think natural rituals can help people get back to them. I feel like what you experience in a session with Irish musicians is religion. That's religion to me. That's healing my spirit. After these years of research on the spiritual side, I thought, well, why are they so great? I thought, well, it's the economy. They say exactly what they mean in as few words as possible. And I thought, you know, what is my religion? What do I think? How could I put it into words? And I, I made a song called Hallelujah Morning, which my daughter sang this with me on the uh, living room recording. So this is Casey's voice. We ended up making a whole record together after that called Skeins. The song is Hallelujah Morning. The artist is Andrew Calhoun, along with Casey Calhoun from Living Room. It's a hallelujah morning way down here. It's a hallelujah morning way down here. It's a hallelujah morning, hallelujah morning, hallelujah morning way down here. And you're making your own bed way down here when you're praying for your dead way down here when you're tending to the garden playing with the children in the hallelujah morning way down here come the lightning and the thunder way down here Hide in fear or walk and wonder way down here But seek no further sign That every child is mine In the hallelujah morning way down here I am life and death and neither way down here but a bridge from breath to breather Way down here Where the soul of all that sings Says I love all living things In the hallelujah morning Way down here So ain't no greater glory Way down here And place no God before me Way down here for the story of my love is written in your blood in the hallelujah morning way down here wake up worthy children way down here see the earth Fun in heaven, way down here. Hallelujah. When the dewy night is through, will you watch your dream come true? In the hallelujah morning, way down here. 
your father, bring your mother way down here. Bring your sister, bring your brother way down here. Bring your son and bring your daughter. Come step into the water in the hallelujah morning way down here. Hallelujah. A beautiful song. I'm sure many of you thought it was a traditional song, but in fact it was written and performed by Andrew Calhoun here today for Song of the Soul back in 2011. So at the tender age of, what, 54? You were able to synthesize and put those things together. Things like, I am life and death and neither. And people are going, what? And of course, it's the great mystery. That's why Mm -hmm. there's not a final answer. There's a journey. But a bridge from breath to breather. That's my favorite line in there. So is Casey the one coming in with Alleluia? Yeah. Is she a hillbilly? She's got the total tone. I was saying, no, that, that's a native Appalachian voice, if I ever heard one. <laughs> She's got a distinctive voice, my daughter. And her, her mother had a really good musical ear, much better than I do. You know, Her mother could hear four parts and hit them and so on. So Casey grew up singing harmonies, and she can go deep. But yeah, there's a little bit of an edge to her voice that's unusual. Does she speak with the Chicagoan accent or what? I come from Wisconsin, right? I don't think my accent is heavily Wisconsinite. It's not Wisconsin? It's not Wisconsin. I don't go to Milwaukee. I go to Milwaukee, which Uh. makes me suspect, of course, locally. And I don't drink, which makes me even more suspect. (laughs) What is it about, yeah, drinkers? They become very suspicious when you won't join them. I'm actually allergic to beer. So it's like, you want to have a beer? I, no, I can't have a beer. And then they're, oh, my God, I'm being judged. You know, No, I'm actually allergic to beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so Casey's accent, would you say she was just a normal Midwesterner or what? Yeah, I'd say she's a normal Midwesterner. I mean, there's different Chicago accents. The Chicago, that whole, I told you to three times, you know. That's, you know, she doesn't talk like that. I don't think of her as having any accent. She's my daughter, you know. Of course. She's moved out to Portland, Oregon now, believe it or not. Parallel life paths. So perhaps she'll come back after five years and we can sing together again. Is she a performer like you are? Well, we performed for several years together. But does she do it continually on her own? or is? Well, she doesn't play guitar. She's finding a couple people to sing with out there, but she hasn't been performing too much. Yeah. It was really interesting to work with her because... uh, I never really sung harmony, and she has a, a higher voice, so I would. I worked on my harmony singing. We both learned a lot. Gifts of our children. Yeah. Got time for one more song from Andrew Calhoun. What do we conclude with? This is an itty-bitty song called When My Time Comes. This is also like Journey. This was on my Phoenix Envy album. I put a lot of inward quiet songs on that record. And that's some 25 years ago, so... You're ending with it here, but your journey has continued. How much of this is still true for you? This one holds up. I still sing songs I wrote in my teens. I wish I could write like I wrote in my teens. I just had this wild anything goes thing going on, which I would hope to get back to. But uh, it's almost like my standards got so high I couldn't write anything at all. (laughs) I have a friend who's a doctor, and he likes to sing this song for people who come to his workshops. Hugh Blumenfeld is a great songwriter who became an MD. 
That's touching, and I should I should put this one up on YouTube soon. I've been putting up a lot of songs, a lot of the burn stuff, uh, and uh, some of my older songs, just to get them out there. When my time comes, it's about getting to the end and accepting you've done what you can, you know, and it's never going to be enough, and that's okay. It's more than okay, as far as I'm concerned, Andrew. We're going to end with that song, but first I just want to thank you, Andrew, for showing up, for sharing your music. Uh, people, we didn't even talk about your books, all of that. You can track down via andrewcalhoun.com as well. 18 recordings, 11 of them available on the site. Enrich yourself and follow the threads that Andrew is connecting us with, whether it's with Scotland or with spirituals or just whatever. Just follow the threads. He's a great weaver in his music, and you'll be richer if you do it. So thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. And we end with this one more song, When My Time Comes, from Phoenix Envy, Andrew Calhoun. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul, When My Time Comes. When my time comes I would choose to be alone Breathing low To an empty room And then I'd lay my body down And I'd leave this world behind Take my grandmother's hand Over to the other side And I'd bring one song there with me It's one I never sing It's one that says nothing And touches everything And that song will be my bow on the shifting river and I'll sink or float and the journey will be over goodbye to hearts that burn goodbye to hearts that break and I'll let go of the difference was not mine to make When my time comes The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.